0: Good morning, welcome back to Mining Stock Daily. This is Trevor Hall. It is Monday, February 4th, I have returned back to the office from a long trip up to Vancouver for the Roundup Conference. To be honest, it's a rather thin day of news today, so have no fear, we are going to actually run an interview that I gathered from the Roundup show last week with Kai Hoffman from Oren Inc., Uh, But before we get into that interview, we do have a new sponsor we'd like to mention. Brixton Metals is a precious metals exploration and development company which owns four high-potential gold, silver, and base metal projects in both the U.S. and in Canada. Its Atlin Gold Project in British Columbia has shown exceptional exploration potential, returning up to 509 grams per ton gold over 5.57 meters at the project's Yellow Jacket Zone. You can read more about Atlin and the other projects under Brixton's portfolio by visiting brixtonmetals.com. Brixton trades on the TSX Venture under BBB and on the USOTC with BXTMF. And we certainly appreciate in their support of Mining Stock Daily. So if you don't know who Kai Hoffman is, Kai is the CEO of Orin Inc. And that company is a North America's leading provider of relevant financial information in the junior commodities space logging all relevant deal and company information into its proprietary database called the oran inc deal log oran inc quickly became the go-to website in the mining financing space for investors analysts and fund managers and uh, other company executives the oran inc deal log keeps track of 1400 companies bringing transparency to an otherwise impenetrable jungle of information so the conversation I had with Kai was certainly pertinent. I hope you take some time and listen into his uh, his thoughts on the junior mining sector right now and uh, the support he's providing investors at the same time. Thank you so much for listening. We'll catch you on the other side.
1: Hey everybody, this is Trevor Hall with Mining Stock Daily. Welcome back to the Roundup Conference here in Vancouver, British Columbia. Across the table from me right now is Kai Hoffman. He's the CEO of Auron Inc., Kai, welcome to the show. Thanks for being here. Well, Trevor, thanks for stopping by. I appreciate it. And uh, just to keep everybody updated, you are new to Vancouver. You just moved here. Yeah, I and moved here located...
2: pretty much five weeks ago from Germany. Yeah. So it's it's still new. I'm still trying to find a rhythm here.
1: But you've, you've been coming and doing, and doing business here for a number of years, right? So it's this basically, you're just here full-time now instead of yeah. for a week at a time.
2: trying to leverage some synergies here yeah. and yeah. cutting yeah. down on travel.
1: <laughs> Very good. Uh, for people who are maybe unfamiliar with Warren, Warren Inc., uh, Give us a little bit of rundown about what you do.
2: Yeah, for sure. You no, know, We track all the financings in the Canadian or in the mining industry, Canadian junior mining industry, the companies on the TSXV, TSX, and CSE, roughly 1,352 companies mm-hmm. based on the numbers CSE and TSX publish. And one thing that makes us a bit unique is we put out the ornig index once a week uh, where we track the overall financing activity in this space mm-hmm. and giving it a score based on various rankings and uh, weightings we apply.
1: Okay. What's been some of the challenges coming from like the German overseas market and then actually you know, coming here and working directly with the markets that you've kind of been supporting
2: from overseas for such a long time? It's uh, a good question. It's, it's not that different. Germans are very gold focused as well there's okay. a lot of resource focus as well especially german small retail investors one thing we don't have or lack is german uh, institutional investors we do have a couple of bigger banks that usually sh- or sometimes show up when it comes to bigger debt financing okay but uh, you won't find them putting up 1-2 million dollars uh, into any placement
0: yeah
1: So if you moved here about five weeks ago, that's about when gold started running up. So thank you for bringing that energy with you. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But kind of give me your assessment in the junior mining side and the exploration side. Where are we at in the market right now?
2: Uh, I used the analogy in my presentation on Sunday at the Vancouver Resource Investment Conference that the market is a very fragile flower right now. It's trying to grow, um, but you better not step on it right now because it won't recover. Okay. Um, and uh, you know, gold price is helping. is 13 or something last I checked today or yesterday. And uh, it wants to break out. The market wants to move. A couple of stocks secretly doubled. But there's no hype yet. There's no mm-hmm. energy. Um, I mentioned that to you off record earlier. Like, I don't see a lot of new deals just yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, we saw that in 2016. It's taken a while, like usually after PDAC, then when the new management teams or management teams come back into the market with a new deal. Uh, so, but I'm not seeing anything in preparation just yet. Obviously, a lot of stuff behind the curtains. Yeah. Um, I've only heard of a couple things that might be happening, but nothing major just yet. And I think we're still waiting for that little spark to set it all off.
1: So you're you're literally just waiting to see how many brand new companies kind of pop up and to ride the wave.
2: Yeah, you know, here in Vancouver, a lot of the brokers are focused, unfortunately, on their own deals, mm-hmm. structuring shells, putting deals into a shell, getting their uh, their book right. uh, positioned before everything else. So. And that kind of poses a good question, you know,
1: because the uh, infamous Rick Rollois has been saying over a number of years that this industry needs some sort of amalgamation. Like, there's companies that need to merge more. We need to see fewer listed companies on the exchanges. But is, you know, what you're saying is more companies coming onto to the exchanges will
2: show greater support. It, it's part of the hype, like, it's part of the overall energy. New companies mean new money. They need to raise new money. They bring new excitement to the sector because you can start finance them early. Right. They haven't had a um, they haven't failed at anything yet, yeah. or a wasted investor money over twenty years. Yeah,
1: but the new money it's also different. You know, I was talking to uh, Brandon McDonald from Fireweed uh, the other day, and he mentioned what his th- thoughts were. There's. There's not brand new money coming into. It's just transferring money that's from one company to the other on the investment side. Like, do you agree with, with that sentiment? Right I now? do. Last
2: last fall, I think I used that analogy. If you put in a twenty dollar bill and marked it into the market, you'll probably get it back within two months. <laughs> you'll see, You'll get the same twenty dollar bill. So yes, you're absolutely right. Yeah. You're chasing drill results, and uh, you know, day after. And I saw Timothy Sykes speak at the conference uh, on when was it last week? Mm-hmm. And he's 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 a trader, and there's a lot of traders in the market. Back in 16, we saw a lot of warrant chasers in the market, but they at least held on for four months. Yeah. So the markets were a little better, but now they're just all chasing drill results. Yeah. So that ex- exactly speaks to the point. You'll get your own money back because you buy and sell this few stocks. And um, one, one good thing or I noticed, like the Verify video, um, the Verify ad, the very first one, it pretty much went viral here in Vancouver and the community. But when I looked at the views, it was only 10,000 people, but everybody's seen it. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a good example of how actually how small the industry itself is.
1: Yeah, yeah. So do we need to... I guess we need to expand the industry, but what does expansion of this industry mean to you?
2: It's really finding new investors, but it's tough like I was there again the Vancouver conference on the Sunday, it felt like there was a bunch of buses from retirement homes that stopped and dropped their people off, <sighs> right? Uh, it's, it's sad. There's good, they're good investors. They know what they're doing. But mining is complicated. Right. And I mentioned that to you earlier. It's not like developing an app. I don't think the idea works or it doesn't and people understand it. There's way more involved uh, behind, behind the scenes or science involved yeah. and trying to communicate that to a new audience in an understandable way. that's I think, is the challenge.
1: So, you know, I'm I'm not very familiar with your background, but how did you get involved in the junior markets here? Uh, Dumb luck. (laughs) That's usually what I
2: say, um, because it really is. Out of university, I started to work uh, for a small corporate finance boutique in in Germany. We structured our own deals, took them public. And in 2008, 2009, it was a rare earth deal. And guess what? It was a rare earth hype. Uh, It was a fun market. Took the company (coughs) marketing in Vancouver, San Francisco... I think it was during the Olympics when the Cambridge Show was split at two different uh, hot- split up between two different hotels. When mm-hmm. We marketed that company, were were hugely successful because of the hype in the markets. Yeah, and that's where I first got the first sniff and then started my own company a year later. Yeah, and you've been addicted ever since. Yeah, like I like the industry; it's fun. There's, a, yeah. and, as I said, there's a science to it. There are good people in the industry. Mm-hmm. It's fun to work with them, and it's challenging yeah. every day. And it's not the same every day.
1: So, what's your what's what's your approach and your business's approach to attracting? younger, new investors, what what can we do?
2: I'm still trying to figure that one out. Um, It's it's been a while. I'm still not 100% sold on social media, Mm -hmm. but there needs to be a channel um, to to reach out to them. Um, I was hoping it'd be the battery space because they've been spending a lot of money on marketing, creating graphics, infographics, telling people how the EVs work because people don't understand what their phone is made of, for example. They still don't. EVs, they were able to understand, okay, there's lithium in there, They got it. But lithium got all the hype. Copper, zinc, nickel, nickel especially in the future has been neglected. It's not, I'm not sure if maybe the copper or nickel companies just neglected the marketing part and the lithium companies did a better job. Mm-hmm. But I was hoping they would attract that, yeah. uh, the attention. But the companies failed, most of them. Um, the share price have declined, so we lost that audience again.
1: Did they, did they, do you think they failed because they were in, inconsistent, even through the good or bad times of the market and the spot price of those metals?
2: Or do you think they,
1: are, are, are we as an industry just short-sighted ourselves?
2: Well, it, it's with every hype. We had the battery metals hype in 16, 17, when uh, you know, a lot of lithium companies came on stream. Well, or, yeah, came on, are online. we in the
1: battery hype currently now? I wouldn't
2: say so. Like, no? I think vanadium is already done. It was a two-week hype, in my opinion. <laughs> uh, we haven't seen much of it. Mm-hmm. I, was, I mentioned, uh, I think I spoke to Mickey Fulp the other day about it. Vanadium is already down 63%, so that's a non-factor. Uh, the vanadium price um lithium there, there's a validity for lithium you'll need it um but of the i'm of the opinion that's my two cents of the matter that the four major producers control the market uh, and any lithium company that doesn't have an off-take agreement for me is worthless at this okay. time
1: yeah so you and mickey fobsy on that one as well
2: probably okay yeah no, no, <laughs> but that's just like I've, I've always said that i've never worked with a lithium company never written about one mm-hmm. so i was always very careful because that was just my opinion. It, like, it might be short-term gain, it might be tremendous there, and people could have made money in the early days, yeah. but now people are believing in the lithium space are losing money because of the market.
1: Yeah. What about the precious metals side? I mean, you know, I'm, I'm obviously pretty excited about both precious metals and base metals, especially for advanced infrastructure. Um, but where are we at in your mind with the precious metals market? We've seen a big runs in gold in the last couple of weeks which has been nice. Uh, Do you think it's sustainable? I think so. Yeah, because
2: I've been saying that, or or everybody's been saying it. The macroeconomic reasons have always been there for a higher gold price, whether it being trade wars, the Crimea situation, that was a few years ago. It's always been there. The tension between Russia Russia and the U.S., the tension between North Korea and the U.S. There's always been a reason where the gold price should have been a lot higher, not even speaking about the monetary policies worldwide Mm -hmm. and flooding the markets with uh, fiat currency. But... um, I think we think we've got way to go, uh, as I said, it's a very fragile flower. The gold, gold wants to move, yeah, there is interest. Um, you know just a recent Fed, Fed announcement that they're not going to change interest rates right now or going to re- leave them unchanged. It's, it's, it's interesting, like and people would start to understand, especially when the fang stocks come back a little more uh, to sort of find a safe haven. It might not be the. US dollar right now because the economy is still not as strong as people were expecting. Drop mm-hmm. reports being better than expected. Yeah. sort of throwing us off there but i'm not sure if that's a false flag or not i don't know i'm not a conspiracy theorist but mm-hmm. it doesn't fit the bigger picture so yeah um no gold should go i'm not going to give a target price i'm done forecasting that yeah, yeah. Uh, other smarter people can do that <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it's good validity yeah
1: what about some uh companies to give you an opportunity to mention a few companies that you're really excited about maybe a few companies you work with
2: yeah, no, there's, there's a good group of companies. I'm really proud. It's like when I started out in the industry, I worked with a bunch of dogs. Like, <laughs> uh, you learn, you, you know, you get better at what you do, and I'm really proud of working with a good name of people. The mm-hmm. um, like Cartier Resources, I think I mentioned that company yep. to you before, off mic. And, uh, that's a really exciting project in Quebec, just outside of Aldor. Yep. is a big shareholder. They're drilling, they're successful drilling, they're expanding zones, finding new zones. That's one I would look at.
1: Yeah, yeah. And you're telling me they're it's a very technical team. I and mean, you told me, when you said they're a technical team, I asked you where they were from because, <laughs> you know, it's just kind of going back and forth is like, you know, I think U.S. teams are usually appear to be more technical <laughs> than Vancouver teams who are usually more based on the market. So, so yeah, yeah what are some of the techn- technicalities
2: of that project? Uh, what's really interesting, the team, how they approach it. They, they know what the end goal is, is selling to Agnico or another major that would be interested. Agnico, mm-hmm. um, like obviously, is already in the deal, so it's theirs there's for the taking. But what they do is very like verify it. You probably know that mm-hmm. group. They're filming, and they're doing really great stuff, imagery-wise, off projects, but on the outside. Well, for Cartier, they went into the office and filmed the office. So that, that tells you a lot already about their approach to things. Uh, they built styrofoam models uh, to the... Uh, at, uh, at scale mm-hmm. of, of their projects, of the veins and deposit they find, yeah. um, or they're drilling and discovering. So that's what, what I mean by a technical team.
1: Yeah. Like, yeah. They're
2: really detail-oriented, and they know what they're doing. Yeah.
1: So what's what's goals goals for 2019? Now that you're just kind of getting your feet
2: settled here, I <laughs> totally understand that. But you know what, what do you want to achieve here this year? Uh, that's a good question. Like, what we want to achieve with Orning, we, we want to bring more transparency to the market. Like One thing we've got on our website is also uh, hold periods, when do they expire, uh, maybe expand that to warrant periods expiring um, so people do understand what's happening in the market. Uh, just provide more information on the, on the platform itself and help yeah. people understand the market. So I think that's that needs to be done and in an honest, straightforward way. Yeah. I think I mentioned to you earlier the Mining Deal Club, uh, something I run together with Brent Cook, Tim Oliver and Paul Harris is to maybe identify opportunities investors can invest in without uh, a bad feeling. Yeah, yeah.
1: So. I, I did want to ask you on Mike because we chatted about it earlier, but warrants, the case of warrants, is it good or bad? Is it good or bad for the retail investor?
2: That's, uh, the, the jury's still out on that, and uh, I'm, I'm leaning towards warrants are bad for the investor, um, especially if you don't have access to them, right. and that's everybody that's not on Hall or Bay Street. Um, so, warrants can cap a share price performance, dramatically. Yeah. There are a lot of companies out there that have 80 million shares, or 80 million warrants outstanding, and they just put a ceiling right on the share price until those are either expired or exercised. And yeah. um, that'll be a while for some, and those companies are difficult to invest in.
1: So, to learn more about a company's warrant situation, you provide a great resource to, yeah. to see where we're at Exactly,
2: now. you can just go on the website and search for the company, okay. and you'll get some more information about the logistics.
1: Uh, Kai, last chance. Tell us how we reach you.
2: It's uh, www.oreninc.com and or the company nobody can pronounce.com. Because <laughs> um, I have, I have, the feedback was people have are struggling with the company name. Yeah. Um, but it's o-r-e-n-i-n-c.com.
1: Very good. That's well delivered with your not so thick German accent. So. Well, <laughs>
2: thanks. <laughs>
1: uh, that's Kai Hoffman from Orin Inc. And thank you so much for your time and appreciate it. Yeah, appreciate it too. Thanks.
0: Mining Stock Daily and its affiliates are not responsible for any loss arising from any investment decision in connection with material presented herein.